Hey there, listeners. It's your old buddy, Dwarfy. Isn't Harrowstone so creepy? Like, some seriously spooky stuff is going on there. Anyway, I've been told I have some things to say. Okay, first up, if you like the show, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, I want to give a huge, huge Dwarven thank you to Midnight Syndicate. If you want to check them out and add some spooky music to your adventures, visit them over at MidnightSyndicate.com. Oh, oh, and if you want to check out where those creepy sounds are coming from in the ambiance, then visit YouTube.com slash Soundscapes. Okay, I think I said everything I was supposed to. All right, I need a drink. Hi. Do you ever have those days where you just need a drink? I do have those days, you know... Gays. <laughs> We're right we here. We have those too. I have those days. With those gays. I mean, that's the perfect. <laughs> Today's one of those days. Today's one of those days. I had a great day. <laughs> Mine was pretty good too. Yeah. Mine well, was okie dokie. Yeah. Gary Must be I, nice. Gary and I had one of those days, and to celebrate the end of this day, we've both um, asked Richard to pour us each a double shot. What are you drinking? I'm drinking whiskey drinking gin i don't think this is gonna go well let's find out let's see cheers cheers Ooh, <sighs> that's not a good face wow well that's a rude thing to say to your daughter <laughs> it wasn't it's too your bad. face <laughs> i buy a decent gin so yeah it doesn't taste like rubbing alcohol it looks like you made your day worse <laughs> No, it, no, it, I, no. I it'll be better, better in a little bit. <laughs> I would say overall, I feel better. Chasing that whiskey with a nice whiskey and Coke as well. Yes, so I, I've got just... a Tom Collins to chase my gin with. <laughs> so more gin. I have a mm-hmm. seven and seven. The most important thing is to not mix them. And that's our podcast for this week. Yep, we're all done. We're all said, done. See you next time. I said my, oh, my only rule is I don't eat spaghetti when I'm drinking. I did have spaghetti for milk. dinner tonight. I was thinking about that as I ate it. Don't well, drink milk. You already fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the milk, I think, that pushes it over the edge. It wasn't spaghetti. Well, alcohol you? and milk curdle. Mm. I don't like milk anyway, so. Then you? white, what about a white Russian? That's non-dairy cream. Mine's no, it's dairy. Not. It's supposed to be. Not when you make it at my house. (laughs) Not when when you you make it at my house. Well, you use half and half. Half and half doesn't curdle. Half and half is both milk and cream. Yes. The cream is what allows it not to curdle. Yes. The fat. Yes. But there's still dairy in it. Yeah, but if you like, if you go to most bars, they will use a non-dairy oh. creamer. Like well, that explains a like lot. coffee mate. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not getting a white Russian at a bar anymore. But that's that's no why it, it won't curdle. So we leveled up last time, guys. We, oh, yeah. Yes, we did. I'm so excited. Yes, we did. somebody other than Gary or me is going to have to lead this podcast today. We're so tired. We're just we're just out of it. All right, here well, we go. We have to so, we, we have to do a roll off, right? Yes. Well, it's to find out our new hit points. All right. Exactly. So you did level up last week. So yeah, we did all our class stuff. What level are we? You're level three. Oh, yeah. Nah, well, we're I, still. I was gonna say, I hope you did it correctly. <laughs> we're still in trouble with bosses, but it's gonna be better. Which boss? All of them. The remaining three of the five prisoners. Oh, those guys. Yeah. Yep, those bosses. Did anyone get anything cool when they leveled up? I'll go ahead and start because mine is quick. Not a big level for Roderick. Uh, I did get my first of my Magus Arcana, which is a big class feature for the Magus, but very few of them at level three were very exciting. So Roderick got Arcane Accuracy. What's a Magus Arcana? It's just a special subcategory of class feature that I get to choose from. 
It, it's okay. like it's like Slayer talents. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like a list of fifty options that only the Magus can get. Only gotcha. when he gets a Magus Arcana. And so what did you take? I took Arcane Accuracy, which, as a swift action, I can spend one of my Arcane Pool points and give myself a bonus to hit for all attacks during that round, equivalent to my Intelligence modifier. Oh, which, very cool. Which right now is a plus three. And a swift action is something that you can do swiftly. Yes, very good. During did you write a another, full round? Did you write another note card for you? I wrote another note card yeah, that have, I will ignore. We have, we have yeah one more note card that's going to get lost in a pile of papers. We should no, they're all thrown away. Can't get lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, too bad. We could have museum archived it. I know. I've thought about that. But oh. It's like there isn't a museum that's interested in it. Seriously. The what about the one you sold your the scythe to? You think that's interested? They know the difference between actions. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, outside of that, base attack bonus saves the normal stuff. We do get a feat at level three, and I took a metamagic feat, which I'm not really going to get to use until level four, but I took rhyme spell. Ah. Does that mean every time you cast a spell, you have to say a poem? Rhyme spell, R-I-M-E. What it does is when I apply it to a spell that does cold damage, any creature that takes cold damage from that spell is also entangled for a number of rounds equivalent to the level of the spell. Is it just cold spells? Yes, just cold spells. Are you... Uh, I mean, did you take that? Why cold? Is it a rhyme, rhyme of ice or something? What's a rhyme of ice? Rhyme, R-I-M-E, is frost. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. That's it's another an- word for frost. Exactly. And that's how you spelled it a minute ago? Yes. Yes. Because yeah. cause you spelled it that way, but I spelled it in my head as... R-H-Y-M-E. Yeah. <laughs> Which was wrong. <laughs> you know, normally I'm bad at math. It's it's everything tonight. Uh, but, but you know, bards do take rhyme spells as well. <laughs> Get out. <sighs> that I actually one, played that one hurt, Gary. I did play in a game where I played a bard and our GM made me rhyme anytime I cast a spell. I had to say what say an incantation each time I cast a spell. <laughs> it's kinda of fun. So anyway, I took that metamagic feat, but I'm not gonna use it until level four. So but it's I got it. He technically could use it for Ray of Frost, but I'm not doing that. Well, when you get to level four, you should explain what metamagic feats are. Yes, let's do that. Not right now, though. So do you want to roll my hit die now? Sure, we can do that. Roderick's hit die is a D8, so I've done everything except my hit points. Eight. I got a one, so take the eight. Yes. This makes up for last level for sure. That's a good sign. It is. a good sign for tonight. Excellent. I'm so happy. Things are turning around for Roderick. Maybe. Maybe. Not I don't know yet. if he deserved it so much as he needs it. Well, same, I really, really need thing. it. He's, he's slept through a lot of level two, so. <laughs> <laughs> slept, passed out, same thing. So that means he went from 17 hit points to 27. That, nice. That's Ooh, nice. nice. Very good. So, Zenobia, what did you get? So, at level three, I get um, a new class feature, and that is Sneak Attack. Mm-hmm. And this means that there are there are conditions where I get to you to roll another hit dice. Yeah, you get okay. to do more damage. So I get to do more damage if I'm flanking an opponent. So that's something we ought to try and do a lot of mm-hmm. fighter mm-hmm. fighter people. And if um, if the opponent is in any way uh, flat footed, dex yeah flat footed. If the, if there's denied, no dex, uh, they're denied their dexterity. Exactly. Then I have I get to to use the sneak attack um, ability, and then the other thing I get to take is a feat, and I took dodge because it uh, gives me a plus one to my armor class, right? Yep, and it stacks with everything else. So, um, 
so yes so i took that other than that it's the normal upgrade of base attack bonus etc and threw some points in different uh skills very good and i'm ready to roll off also all right and what is that hit die for you that is a d10 d10 four well i got a six i'll take it yay six (laughs) zenobi even now harder to hit yay that's the way i like six yes six Uh, that makes uh, me 38 hit points 38 hit points very good yay we're gonna need yes oh yeah (laughs) yes still Mm, not enough maybe (laughs) all right all right so what did vivian get vivian now a level three cleric no no multi-classing so far um no bard levels yet i did take that as my uh second favorite class just Ah, in case just in case just in case for those listening at home noelle multi-classes into bard with every single character yes if she's not already playing a bard yeah it just happens. Um, it's amazing. So clerics, I, I've said this before, but clerics are really easy to level up. Nothing too crazy. She, she Well, she gets to cast second level spells now. Mm-hmm. Yay to that. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, most importantly, and this is so great before we head into the dungeon, my channel positive energy, I now get to roll 2d6 rather than 1d6. Mm. There you go. So mm. nice. That, that's going to be excellent. Oh, so- and for my feet, I took extra channel. So I get plus two channels per day. So now I can channel positive energy seven times per day very nice yes i'm very excited about that i think that's it all right oh so hit hit die hit die yes i and am a d8 yep i'm a d8 you'll take whatever you want i rolled an eight there you go because i rolled a one wow weird <laughs> all right and do you want to tell everyone your total hit points yet oh sorry since everybody else has been doing it you're talking to me well <laughs> it's, i was i was doing my math i was concentrating um, she can't do anything else while she's busy getting her math wrong. 29. 29 hit points for Vivian. Very good. Also, just for everyone's knowledge, knowledge, um, because my hit points went up, my shaken threshold has now gone up. So if I go below 14 hit points, I will become shaken. And this comes from the drawback I took upon character creation, which is called sheltered. So it's basically, I, I was raised in a very sheltered environment, and so I'm not used to violence in the world. And so when I get extra damaged, it's like, it really disturbs me. I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies uh, growing up. Why did you pick that? Just because it fit with the yeah, character? Yeah, it's for background. Yeah, it's a terrible drawback to take. Yeah, she read it and she didn't know what shaken meant. That's not true. I looked it up, and I was like, this is perfect. Mm. I, Unlike Richard, I, I choose drawbacks for uh, character purpose, yes. not just... Uh, mm. And as an actor and somebody who deals with character or things like that, I am always drawn to those character-driven type drawbacks. Mm-hmm. and Not just the mechanical benefits. Not just the mechanical benefits. Mm. Um, as somebody who play a lot of video games, uh, I don't like it when my character dies. So. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, well, you hate this game, don't you? <laughs> make no sense oh, to me, but there you go. All right, Thurskill. Okay, so Thurskill at level three gets Blood Sanctuary. Ooh, that sounds Ooh. cool. Wow. So What's that? It is a plus two bonus to saves versus spell cast by myself or an ally. So if you did something that would hurt Thurskill normally, I get a plus two to not get hurt. Like if you get caught in an area spell like Roderick's Burning Hands or something like uh-huh. that. Exactly. So it protects you from uh, friendly fire? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't protect me. It just gives me a plus two bonus to save. To get out of the way. Yep. Which is big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my feat that I took was, I mean, he's a barbarian, so I just took power attack. Yeah, boy. Power attack is good. Very nice. I do like power attack. 
I think all my barbarians have power attack. So I guess it's time to roll hit points. All right. Oh, yeah. And yours as a blood rager is a d10? Yes, sir. No! <laughs> that just fired across the table. Roll, roll better than I did. Or don't. That's fine, too. Please roll better than he did. Three. It's better than what I rolled. Uh-huh. You roll another one? I rolled a two. Wow. Um, I'm so sorry, Thurskill. Well, I didn't get a whole lot. My new le- hit point threshold is 34. 34. Still, Still not more bad. than Roderick. Yeah, but... Not bad. Not bad. I'm at 38. That's mm-hmm. All right. And then we also have the other dwarf in the room. Dwarfy. Dwarfy. Well, Dwarfy... He's at- the only dwarf in the room. That's true. He's I was, a I was going because of low numbers. Dwarfed numbers. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. That's a joke that joke. does need to be explained. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dwarfy can now craft magic arms and armor. It's a bonus feat. Oh, that's fun. So he can fix his hammer. Yeah. He he prepared mending today. He needs to do that because Roderick wants his Warhammer back. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So he can not hit with it. Right. (laughs) And then for feats, I took toughness. Toughness. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that one and it's, it's been really beneficial. Yeah. So... That's what Dorothy did, and he's uh, he just level one spells, no no more spells, so mm-hmm. he's pretty much the same when it comes to that. Probably gets another slot, but probably. But I wrote over it, so I I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I saved over it, so I don't know. Uh, gotcha. So it is. They always can find out what you did before on like all of the TV programs. No, what? this is this is real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this is real. The forensic departments can always go in and see anything you've ever written. Oh, that's true. Know, like yeah. on NCIS or CIS. Or that okay. is true. All right. So it's a D8 for a war priest? Yes. Yep. Three. One. Wow. I, ro- I have rolled a one on every Let's D8. Let's hope for that. Gary does <laughs> not want us to, to live, but I hope his rolling continues. Yeah, yeah me too. So now Dwarfy is at 28. 28. Roderick still has the lowest hit points in the party. So Yeah. What did, well, how many hit points do you have? 27. Well, that's not too bad. Just by one. Yeah. It, it really isn't that bad. Like that four hurt me last time, but rolling an eight really helped compensate. Mm-hmm. So, But now mm-hmm. but now with that uh, 27, you could have survived the full 24 points of damage from the <laughs> Yeah. That site at level one now wouldn't have knocked me unconscious at level three. <laughs> I just chalk it up to a learning experience. Mm, and a scar. <laughs> and a very, very large scar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we took a nap in the warden's office. When did we end? We're in, what is it, in medias res? In medias res. We ended with getting ready to bed down for the night, mm-hmm. feeling... Feeling warm and fuzzy. Feeling warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I think we probably would just pass out and it'd be the next day, because that was a long day. We were, It was a very successful day. Unless there are wandering monsters. Well, we did We did yeah. set up a watch to watch the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the room was supposed to be protected, right? Yeah, that's why we chose this room specifically, is because we got the vibe that we'd be relatively safe in here as compared to somewhere else in the prison. And again, this room is the warden's office. Yes. So. And the warden's office is where this is. <laughs> Would you say the warden's office is warded? <gasps> oh, I would not say that. No, no, I, no. But I would say it's an office. I would give that a hero card. I would. Yeah, I, we're, we're I sleeping in the warded office. I imagine it looks like sleeping a, in the warded warden's office. I imagine it looks like a private eyes detective office in like the film noir era. So there's a bunch of cigarettes. Typewriter. It's got yeah. that frosted glass window. Mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. I said cigarettes, but warden. not cigarette butts. <laughs> <laughs> Warden Hockren's office. Exactly. Uh, oh, and Wooden you're the desk. perfect person to have in there. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine the her is the, the, and then she, the girl Friday. Girl Friday. The girl yep. Friday. And then yeah. she walked into my office. <laughs> <laughs>
looking very confused. <laughs> I've taken the couch. It's like you guys. You were used to sleeping on the floor. Go back to the it's floor. Like, I'm, oh, I'm not, now suddenly she wants to sleep on, on the floor. Not, I'm not sleeping on the floor in this place. That's funny. I'm sleeping on the desk sexually. What? <laughs> I'm sleeping in a drawer. <laughs> Not with everyone else here. Um, I imagine okay. by sexually I meant she looks like when a lounge, like a female lounge singer is on the piano. Yeah. Uh, like one knee up. I'm so tired. On accident. We're all going to die. I'm very tired. <laughs> so, I have some questions. Yes. Questions. What are we going to do before we go downstairs? That's a great question. It is a broad question, but we have a lot of notes. I mean, what can we do? We're in the office. There's nothing new. We couldn't go to the store. We just wake up, put our armor on. No, 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 no. We have the spell book that hasn't been examined yet. Oh, that's right. And don't forget that there's there's a safe in this room that we never opened. We didn't even try to open. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. After successfully opening up the vaulted room, maybe we're feeling a little froggy and we should open the safe now, too. The other thing is, the Soriana told us, warned us against taking these objects off-site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as we discussed last week, that we decided that was really good advice. <laughs> yeah, between the four of us, we have one functional brain, because yep. it was it was my idea to go check with Vesoriana before we left, and then it was Elizabeth's idea to ask Vesoriana if it was even a good idea to walk out with these things, and then I think it might have been Noelle's idea to say, maybe we shouldn't leave them unattended here, <laughs> because maybe the cult is still skulking around and they can come take them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, just what we've been looking for. We couldn't get into the room. So, yes, there's a couple... You're right. There's a couple of different things we need to look at. Let's start with... Uh, well, so, let, let's first, let's sleep. Yeah. Sleep. The Final Fantasy tent music plays. But, like, somber. No, metal. You said somber, and then went into that. I'm like, that's not somber. No. And instead of instead of songbirds, it's the... Squeak, 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 squeak. I'm thinking more of the the murder bird. What is Gross. it in, in uh, Beetlejuice? He he looks up the name and it's it's like the the murderous kite or something like that. Oh. But it's a it's a very specific reference. It's pulling it's pulling a it's a carrion bird. Yes. Mm-hmm. So crows or vultures or bats. But getting back to our original question, yes. Yes, yes, we do have a lot of things to think about before yeah. we get ready. I was just thinking about the vault. I still think it's not a good idea to try to force it open because a lot of times these items will have a mechanic where forcing it open has a chance to break something Mm -hmm. inside of it so can dwarfy just make a magic key no that's not that's not an arm or armor no but it's a weapon like remember from the kingdom hearts game that key was a weapon a keyblade i don't think a keyblade would fit in that lock is it it a key is it a keyed safe Yes. Yeah. yes, remember we thought it was a uh, I, I was imagining again 19 oh, whatever tumblers? private eye it's not a tumbler safe. <laughs> Despite the fact that he explicitly said it was a key. Mhm. Okay, so well, we may, we, so may we d- have said this before but I've slept since then so <laughs> so, so, so we don't want to try to force it open. That's my thought. I mean, Do I don't want to try and pick it though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're part rogue, right? Well, she doesn't yeah. have her rogue talent yet. She's not getting that till level 4. Ah. Uh. But couldn't any one of us try and pick a lock? No, none of us no. are trained in you disabled have have device. Disabled device. We would just make a mess of things. Yeah. Mm. But you do have the masterwork lock pick sets, but, but, but nobody has disabled device to use them. Exactly. We'll be back at level four. We can just throw them at Is the safe. Is this something I can just? I should have thrown a point. No, in? you can't do it yet. No, you really want to wait until level four to do it because oh. then you get the uh, trap finding. Uh, All right, Slayer then. talent. Okay, I. And then sud- that. suddenly you'll be really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also help you to find those magical traps and help locks us? too. 
Did we ask no, her? We, we, we did ask her. She, she can't said leave the room. she can't leave her room. Well, let's have a real good look at the room to see if we can find a key stored anyplace. That's what I'm going to do. I'm well, going to really pull apart the. I think we already we take did. Twenty with I'm perception. Do it again. Not in not in the warden's office. Well, we do have other things to do, so she could definitely yeah. do that. But Vasariana did say she is. She would imagine that the key is on her husband's body, which she believes is in the basement. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like on a on a keychain, like one of the big circles. Yeah. Rings. Key rings. Yeah. Mm. She's a. It's a key that's, ring circus. That's what she said, but I'm still going to look. Okay, yeah. Well, See if there was a duplicate anywhere. While she's taking a look, we do have other things to examine, yep. too. So we rolled a Knowledge Arcana on the bloodied axe mm-hmm. to see what was going on, but we didn't roll a Spellcraft to actually identify the properties mm-hmm. of the axe. Mm-hmm. So, um... Let's do that. Well, taking 10 on a Spellcraft, Roderick gets a 19, and if uh, Vivian aids him, she could give him a plus 2 to make it 21, which should mm-hmm. be good enough to figure it out. Can you aid a take 10? Yeah. Well, I can't. I rolled a two, so I do not aid. So just the just the nineteen, the nineteen spellcraft, yeah. All right. All you can really tell about this is it's a plus one hand axe. This appears to be a magical hand axe. All I can tell is that it is plus one. I do not know anything other than that. I can try again tomorrow. Mm. Well, since it is a brand new day, though, we just woke up with it. Can we re-roll our knowledge arcanas? Unless Gary will let us make that yesterday's check. Oh, we need a spellcraft. You do you have spellcraft? I do not. Oh. Um, well, could I roll separately since I rolled to aid this time? I don't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that's basically your check, but you're yeah. using it to assist him. Yeah. So it is a plus one magical hand axe, but clearly there's something else going on here, but I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. And you don't know why it bleeds? No, other than it has mm. some psychic connection to the lopper. It's probably haunted. One would think. Can we roll a knowledge religion to see? You can try. Natural 20. That's a natural 15, so 24. 30. You would assume there's some sort of spiritual connection to it, Mm -hmm. but you don't know why it's bleeding. Hmm. So I probably would have gotten it with a higher percept- with a higher spellcraft. So what you're saying is you should have tried rather than a... No, because I would have rolled a four. Fair enough. <laughs> Setting the scene, beginning of the day, Roderick is opening up his spell book and preparing his spells as normal. And then he sees the moldy splatterbound spell book uh, sitting next to him with his name written on it in blood. This reminds me of Harry Potter, Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. That's a really good Harry Potter scene. Scary book. Possessed book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, Roderick, as you do, as you do notice the Splatterman spellbook and the moldy spellbook and everything, and see your name written in blood on the the front of the book, while you've healed up, you still have the scar on your hand from where it basically cut into your hand. Ooh. Well, that is strange, Vivian. I still have this mark on my hand from the book. Tough shit. <laughs> Vivian being sassy after drinking a shot for breakfast. <laughs> nah, Vivian doesn't say that. Oh, let me look at that. Uh, crack die. Uh, what am I rolling? A knowledge heal check, do you think, Gary? Knowledge religion? It, this would be a heal check because you're looking at the wound. Okay, so that is a 25. 25? Mm-hmm. You have no idea why it's still marked. Because hmm. even... Most damage will heal completely, mm-hmm. so you won't even have the scar there. Mm-hmm. But this one has that solid scar that you would assume is somehow related to the fact that it took his blood, mm-hmm. and maybe it's an ongoing effect. Mm-hmm. But you don't—you've never seen anything like this. Does it look mm. like a new scar or an old scar? It still looks pretty fresh. Okay. Well, this is very strange. This should have been healed by my works yesterday. I'm definitely concerned because I have a feeling that it's linked to the book with your name on it. 
Yes, this is very unsettling. All I did was pick it up. I didn't even read it yet, so I'm afraid of what might happen if I opened it. But at the same time, Vesoriana said we need it to help us defeat the Splatterman, so I can't use it if I don't know what's in it. I mean, maybe you could just throw it at him. <laughs> so he can hold it and read it himself. I don't. I mean, so. you you are in a prison, so you're throwing the book at him. <laughs> oh, well, she didn't say you needed to read it to understand, did she? I think she just said you needed it. Maybe it's the blunt object that you kill the Splatterman with. I'm not proficient in books as a weapon category. We go into that improvised. There'd be a negative four. Roderick should be proficient in throwing throwing books books at people. (laughs) I absolutely understand your concern in reading this book. I wonder if reading this would be helpful to us at this point. And at that moment, out of Vivian's pack floats the owl hero card. Because I want to turn that in to ask the GM for a hint. All right. And just a reminder, this is the one, this is the owl, and it's It is got, a wisdom card. It's a wisdom card, and it's got an owl holding a needle and thread. Mm-hmm. And I turn this in to Gary. Which there is an image on our Instagram page for those who are following us there, so you can see exactly what that card looks like. Mm-hmm. So, as the card flies out of your pouch, it's glowing blue, and goes up almost right in front of Vivian's face. Oh! And the owl, instead of being a picture, now looks alive. Oh! Aww. And the owl tilts his head sideways at you a bit. Gary's tilting his head. It's cute. I believe the answer that you seek would come from the book itself. There is a spiritual link there. It is unlike anything I've seen. It's almost as if the Splatterman put his own soul into every spell that he wrote. (laughs) He's still tilting his head. It's adorable. May I be of any further assistance? This sounds to me like blood magic. Could be. So is it is it okay to read it? Is is, is Roger gonna die if he starts reading it? I, he won't know until he opens the book. Even I don't know everything. <laughs> you have been a very cute. Who are you? Oh, one more question. Well, not a question, a statement. Knock mm-hmm. knock. Who is there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted you to say that. Okay. You have been a very cute and helpful vessel of Ferasmus. Will we thank you? Ah, and Ferasmus' blessings onto you. If you need me again, well, I don't know if she'll let me come back, but my name is Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Albert. I'm so excited to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm sorry we didn't get to talk until now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and the owl goes back to looking like a picture and again. Does, does the card stay or does it disappear? The card disappears. Poof. Uh, hoot. Disappears with a hoot. Oh, that was pretty oh, adorable. Even Zenobi was charmed. Roderick's holding the book, looking at it, and he says, As we thought yesterday, it seems that what has been, what will be done has already been done with the wound and my name on the book. So I suppose there's nothing left to do but to open it. Before you do, give me one of those haunt siphons. Yes, indeed. I, I want everyone around in case something untoward happens. Should, should we do it in this office? This office is supposed to be sacred. It seems like the best place of anywhere else to do it. I mean, any of the other spooky rooms would be better than tainting up this place. I don't think so. I think we're safer here than any place else. Do you want to do it in the washroom? Uh, the laundry room? Absolutely. Oh, wait, no. The monsters tried to eat us there, too. Yes. This, this is a safe room. This is the only room that the monsters didn't try to eat us. We could try to complete the whole set if a monster tries to eat us in here. All right, so I'm guessing everybody stands around Roderick in preparation as he opens the book. Mm-hmm. So I've got a haunt siphon ready to pop as soon as I see anything haunty. <laughs> haunty and catchable. All right, so you all three have haunt siphons out. Uh, Vivian will have a thing of holy water. Wish I had a basilisk tooth. 
<laughs> tooth. Yes, to stab it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so Roderick takes a deep breath. <sighs> oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll cast guidance on you before you do it. That's a good idea. And so- can I study it? <laughs> Does it, add anything? It does, I add, does it add anything if I study? If you need to attack it. I can just, I can just envision all of you standing around Roderick as he has his book in his hand. And you'll have weapons drawn, ready <laughs> and then just, to attack. Regardless of what happens, as soon as you open it, everyone stabs him. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth me, like you said, standing around with all of our weapons, but pouring holy water on my dagger? No, because it might take too long. I think it would be just as useful to have holy water in your hand. And you've already got that. And I've got the haunt siphon, and I have a limited number of things that I'm carrying. Yeah, if it's haunted, the haunt siphon would be the better option. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stick with that, then. I don't have any other weapon in my hand at the moment. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be like, nobody would put all those objects in one room. (laughs) (laughs) So we're all terrified around this book. So Roderick stows his own spell book in the normal place on his belt, grabs the moldy spell book with his name on it, takes a deep breath. (sighs) <sighs> and he opens it. And as you do, you feel this, almost like this gust of wind come by as Dwarfy sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least it was a sneeze. We all probably would have jumped at that. Yeah. At least all behind haunt siphons. <laughs> He's allergic to mold. Dwarfy s- farts. <laughs> Dwarf, Dwarfy's allergic to mold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Ah, didn't ruin the pages, did I? <laughs> Roger gives him the death stare. <laughs> Vivian gives him a handkerchief. Ah, thank you. Dwarfy, that was horrible timing. It, it's, it's all the mold. Yeah. <laughs> so what's in the book? Roderick has read magic ready as he's looking it over. Okay. And you are flipping through the pages and you see all of the Splatterman spells. You see a spell of comprehend languages, dispel magic, false life. Gust of Wind, Illusory Script, Levitate, Mage Armor, Magic Missile, and Summon Monster 4. Summon Monster 4? Yes. That's a 4th level spell. So this is like an 8th level? And and Roderick, like, you see, you could start see, yeah, you could start see, like, sweat starting to, like, pour down off his forehead. He's like, he, he is a, an incredibly powerful spellcaster. He has, has knowledge and access to very high level magic, mm. far beyond what I am able to cast. Oh, no. If he required a spell book, I wonder how his magic and spirit works. Do you understand what I'm asking? Yes. Like, or yeah. saying? Does he have a shadow book? That is a very good question. Perhaps he has no spells. Perhaps he is stuck with the spells he had memorized when he died. I bet he doesn't have any spell components. <laughs> there is that. No grasshopper legs for ghosts. He gets them through ethereal mail. <laughs> <laughs> Buys them off of ghost ethereal grass- bay. Ghost yeah. grasshopper <laughs> legs. Okay. Ghost bay. So... Oh, so my mind's just a buzz. Anything else in the book? Uh, you see, there are other rituals, things like that, that are in there that are stuff that Roderick would already know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the pages, just over time, have molded and faded away, so you can't really read them. Mm-hmm. But these are the primary ones that you can see and read. Does it look like there's blood anywhere in it? or? Uh... Nope. It, interestingly enough, the lettering, like the spells, look like they're written in blood. I was kind of thinking that would be the case. Roderick, doesn't that look like it's written in blood? Yes, it does. That is not the standard means of writing spells in a spellbook. Why would someone do it that way? Blood magic is my guess. Can I roll a knowledge again? Sure. 26. 26. You would assume it's some sort of blood magic, but it's 
not something that you have personally studied. What's blood? Yeah, magic? what's blood magic in the Pathfinder? Since I've never, uh, I've never delved into blood magic in a in any sense in real life or in fantasy. Well, I don't know exactly how I can look up how exactly it works in the Pathfinder setting, but I know in fantasy settings in general, blood is considered one of the most valuable resources in magic, and mm-hmm. so it heightens every spell. Mm. But there's uh, usually a steep cost associated with using it. But also, I would imagine, like, it's very personal. That would explain the comment about putting his own soul into every spell if he wrote it with his own blood. Yeah. So what did the owl say? Our answer would be in here. So I think the big piece there was the fact that we now know the level of what we're dealing with. And presumably, we can assume we know what spells he has access to, so we can prepare for them. I mean, how do you prepare for summon monster fall? Attack him while he's casting. (laughs) Fair enough. Put you in front. (laughs) That's where I live. Is there any other clue in the book that will tell us how we can use the book specifically, or is it more just now we know what spells he has? Uh, you don't see any sort of clues in the book. It wasn't doubling his internal or anything like that? I was hoping that something in the book would, would help identify why you've been marked. Probably because I am an arcane caster. I think it's because you touched the book first. Well, I imagine if you touched the book, it might not have had the same effect. Well, now we'll never know. <laughs> yes, what is, un- what is done is done. I touched the book. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Well, I, wa- I want this on record. Richard thinks that it's because he's special. I think it's because he was the first one to touch the book. Or Roderick thinks it's because he's special. So notated. <laughs> it is on the record. I think so. if anyone had touched the book first, it would have uh, marked them. But it sucked for you because you couldn't do anything with it. You know, this is the second haunt that's come for you. So it's like two for Roderick, one for Vivian. I mean, I'm not keeping score or anything, but <laughs> I think you and I, Zenobia, need to watch out for haunts. I'm going to hang on to this haunt siphon that I've got from Roderick. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Yes, yeah, very good. So and as you're I hesitated before, but I'm more magic trusting than I used to be and more scared. <laughs> <laughs> As you're standing there discussing this um, and looking at the book, Roderick, you look up, um, look past the group standing around you, and on one of the walls of the warden's office, you start seeing your name being written in blood. Oh, here we go again. Do we see it? What's happening? As he calls your attention to it, it's gone. Roderick doesn't see it either? You don't see it either. Well, the splatter man has marked me now. I started seeing my name on the wall as you did, Vivian. He's a one-trick pony. Vivian's eyes get really big, and she's just silent. She doesn't know how to respond. I think this is reinforcing for me the necessity of us moving on and getting this over with. So, to the basement, then? Well, real quick, out of out of character, let's uh, let's let's think a moment. Battle plan. Just prepare for what we might face, or just take bets. Um, so we know we're gonna see the three ghosts. My prediction, I have a feeling with the Splatterman, he's not going to be alone. Like, we're, we're going to get caught in a group with him. I just have a feeling with the, the Summon Monster 4. Lord, I hope not if he has access to 4th level spells. That's just the impression I get is that, like, that's my fear as a crowd setting. Um, what do you think the, the potential of having some cultist members down there? Also- I think it's very high. Also- So they'll be human though, right? Yeah. Yeah, and also the cult members. I get, you know, I get kind of, I, I get what they're, they're, they're evil, and they want to release some ghosts. But it's like, what were they? Were they looking for these items? Like, what? What was their plan? And what do we have to be looking out for? Like, do we need to be doing something with these items? Should we spread them out between us? So, uh, I think they largely are. So, sh- so, so maybe not one person should carry one item. 
in case like one person's taken down or something like that. One person shouldn't have all of the items. Mm-hmm. And maybe they need to be hidden on our person or something. So keister it, right. <laughs> so Your prison pocket. <laughs> we have the Splatterman has the book. book. The looper. Lopper. Has the axe. Cindy. <laughs> he named his axe Cindy. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> the marauder has the hammer. Piper has the pipe. And but Father Charles didn't have the chains. Wait, I thought but the I thought Piper pi- didn't yeah. have the pipe. I thought the Piper was... Well, like, it's his item. He didn't have it. We no, have but, it. but he's defeated. I thought it wasn't his item. Yeah, it is. The it pipe is? The pipe is okay. his item. Okay. It was the ghost we saw just had a fantasy pipe. He didn't, um, have, a, he didn't yeah. have a physical one. Yeah, so like, gotcha. when, we, when we meet the other three prisoners, they're not going to have their items either because we have them. And gotcha. is the Piper gone? Vesariana indicated that she was helping keep them from re I think they're going to come back up. So we No, they're to, not 100% gone. We need to be carrying the pipe and we need to carry the religious symbols. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to carry all of them. So there's five items. Five of us. Five of us. I kind of... I don't know that we want Dwarfy to be carrying something. Oh, I forgot we have Dwarfy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roderick's a little hesitant to give him the holy symbols, though, because he feels like he's already been marked by them, too. So you just want everything that you're marked by? I mean, that's just Rod- how Roderick's feeling. All right, yeah. so Roderick gets the book, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Their skill, I think, already took the hammer. Or the, the axe, the yeah, bloody axe. Yeah, I got the bloody axe. Um, I kind of want to take the the chains and the flute, because that was a really good battle for her, for Vivian. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, uh, religious symbols. She's a cleric, and the flute. Honestly, just because I'm just imagining her stabbing the ghost of the piper like a vampire, like Buffy <laughs> with the, style, with the flute with a stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roderick captured the holy symbols originally. Though, is he going to be willing to give them up? Well, we we know that they're ha- giving me some sort of an effect too. I think I've written on my card that it's like plus two to AC and plus two to saves versus haunts. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so they're they're attuned to me. So, right, so I don't Roderick's- know if that would transfer over. That's fine. You take those. I'll take the pipe. So you have two items. You have the book and you have the religious symbols. Right. And I'll take the pipe. I have the axe. And you have the hammer, Zenobia? I guess. Bring the hammer down. It's hammer time. I'll throw it on my belt. What the hay? Hammer. It's not magical. If you had a hammer. I thought... I'd hammer in the morning. The axe is hammer. The the axe is hammer. (laughs) The the axe is magical. The hammer is not. The axe is actually a hammer. I could actually <laughs> use the hammer also as a... What's its rating as a weapon? Yeah, so we have another very tactile question to answer. How are we getting down to the basement? I There's think, no stairs? I think the only choice is we got to go down the scary hole. Yeah, because the stairs are caved in. So we're, the what we're going to do trap. is we're going to go through the top of the... We're going to go through the top of the elevator? Is that what we're doing? I think that's the only way in. The only other way that I can imagine might get us in is through the water outside. Nope. And that just seems all kinds of more dangerous. Yeah, it seems like a dumb... And it might not... There might not be a way in that way. Right. It could all just be mud. I'm a really crappy swimmer, too, and I don't want to take off my armor. Yeah, no. Elevator shaft. Terrifying. We didn't see any other way down. The stairwells were blocked. I mean... We can. We got grappling hooks and rope, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that Roderick's worried about is, what if somebody comes around and sees our ropes tied up, and it's just like, oh, well, you're stuck down there now. Well, don't uh, use both of them. We'll have one grappling yeah, hook. Yeah, one to try to get our way back out. Yeah. All right, Luckily, we point. have two grappling hooks. Yeah, I volunteer yours. All right. <laughs> so, um, all right, so after our preparations and being properly freaked out by the words on the wall again, I guess we're ready to head out. Vivian does her prayers. She's feeling... Zenobia does morning practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hungry. You can't get rabbits in here. <laughs> so you have to eat your rations. Roderick, I'm assuming you would sit down for a minute to prepare your spells for the day and your morning preparations. Yes. As you do that, 
I would assume you would sit at the the warden's desk since it's an easy place to sit and have a book open. Have a yeah. book open. Look at that. Uh, the others are around the room doing their morning preparations as Viv- well. Vivian's sitting on the desk. Mm-hmm. Eh, so. and I and I still want to do a. a- a, a thorough search, if you'll grant me that. Okay. Uh, but as you're doing those morning preparations, you look up, everything's fine. You look back down for a second to study, try to memorize the spell, look back up. You see every all of your friends dead. Richard's quietly taking notes at this. And it only lasts for a second, and you tell yourself, it's not real, it's not real. And you shake it off, you open your eyes again, everything's back to normal. Ugh. Team, this is really affecting me. We need to solve this as quickly as possible. What's affecting you? Books? Yeah, books are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thursko. Such a barbarian. Thursko, I'm glad to have you around. Well, thank you. Do you want me to smash the book? Not quite yet. Maybe later. Okay. You want me to tap it with the hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Vivian, it doesn't last long, but Vivian will uh, put a hand on your shoulder and cast resistance. Just to make you feel better. Thank you, Vivian. Shall we go? I'm feeling more and more a sense of urgency. Okay, so mm-hmm. during the morning preparations, Dorothy wants to try and fix his hammer. Okay. He's He has mending as a, a cantrip, mm-hmm. um, and he can now craft magic items, so he can probably fix his own hammer. All right. So how do I do that? I think it just takes like 10 minutes, and then you fix it. Mm-hmm. All right. Dorothy fixes his hammer. Have to have the time to focus on fixing it. Imagine he's just staring at it very intently. And I also imagine every once in a while doing like a kid playing with Legos thing where he's just like <laughs> smashing them together. <laughs> he grabs out of his, his pouch. He has like a miniature version of his hammer. <laughs> just remember, there is no hammer. Beat. Oh, that's cute. Together. I thought he was looking at it to see what it looked like before. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. He looks at it and then realizes he uses it like <clears throat> starts smacking the that's hammer. So cute. To it together. I can imagine that. Very Animaniacs. <laughs> Pour some ale on it to try to bend Bless it. it. <laughs> Breaks so a champagne bottle on it. Yes. <laughs> it is now christened. <laughs> Does he give Roderick his hammer back? Yes. Yes. In the face. He returns it and he says, Thank you for this. Uh, hopefully I won't be needing it again. It's always nice to have spare weapons around. This this is true. Vivian's very quiet this morning after the... yeah. Most she talked was during the looking at the book, but she's just steely-eyed and, and ready to... She needs to go or she's going to lose her nerve and just start <laughs> crying. <laughs> Roderick really wants to go too, so let's get going. All right. And Zenobia did mention that she wanted to take the time during all these morning preparations to look around the room for that key. I would assume you'd take a 20 on that, so you take like the hour or whatever it's going to take them to prepare to look around. You don't find a key or anything. Anything else useful in the room? You've got three people, Dwarfy, Vivian, and Roderick meditating in various like yoga poses, and, uh, and Zenobia's just like crawling underneath us, like flipping over the table and the rug, <laughs> and just like, oh, skip, nothing here. <laughs> you guys are weird. <laughs> almost see here even with dwarfy just like picking him up for a second to look exactly. underneath and putting him back down exactly <laughs> super fun all right i i think we've postponed long enough mm-hmm. do we got any we got anything else we can postpone with no let's go okay <laughs> so we make our way over there you know we're, we're paying attention as we're not just like making a beeline running straight to it we're paying attention in case anything's changed on the way so mm-hmm. walking through the hallways we're going back through the room with the furnace that almost killed uh zenobia mm-hmm. where we we uh vivian had her very cool moment of freeing that spirit 
This was the elevator room, and it was also the training room with the training dummies. Well, well first we're going through the furnace room. Oh yeah. As we're going through, as we're going through the furnace room, Vivian kind of looks out to the lake or to the pond where she saw the spirit release, and this this kind of gives her a moment of calm and and helps her refocus and become determined on and reminding her of what she's doing and why it's a good thing. Not just a thing that she has to do because she's a part of this group, but it's a thing that's going to make the world a better and more beautiful place. Mm-hmm. So she's she stands up a little straighter after that. Feeling invigorated. Yes. What's the what's the Undertale line? You're filled with determination. Yes, she's filled with determination. Filled with determination. Well, Roderick, as you've been making your way through the, the halls of Harrowstone, you've seen your name and blood on several of the walls, but it's only there for a split second. It doesn't stay long enough for you to for anybody else to see it. You just see your name, and then it fades away. This bodes um, really bad. Roderick's going insane. Uh, you, as you go past certain rooms that you know you've cleared, you see dead bodies <sighs> in certain rooms. You see the chapel that you cleared and consecrated. When you pass by it, to you, it looks destroyed and covered in cobwebs again, and just in tatters. But to everybody else, it looks fine. When you get into this room with the furnace, after a second, the entire room is just a blaze of fire. And you can feel the heat starting to burn you. Give me a will save in this room. Is this a haunt? No. This is not a haunt. It's a 13. 13. So this time, it's almost as if you can't tell what's real and what's not. Throughout the rest of the prison, you knew that that wasn't real here you start to feel like this room is definitely on fire and you're you're burning we need to leave this room right now why was wrong i it's on fire <laughs> man roderick is calm under pressure okay let's let's right, leave let's, the room let's exit and vivian's kind of looking at everyone like and vivian pulls him out into the hallway and she starts uh inspecting roderick looking at his eyes and she's like roderick are you okay is this room on fire his eyes are really wide and he you keep like feeling him like tugging towards the hole in the basement like he's no 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 We're, i was i'm pulling you out the other way i'm pulling you out uh into the hall into the hallway back toward the infirmary would be yeah. the other way to go right he's making motions like he's trying to hurry up and get to the hole in the ground oh okay Gotcha. All right. Oh, he wants to go this way. Okay. We need to get this done. We need to get this done now. I can't take this anymore. Are you hot? I remember when I first came here, I got really hot. Yes, hot and very confused. Please, we need to move on. Should you be carrying this book? Roderick, no, hold on. We'll go down in a minute, but hold on and just look at me. And she wants to, Vivian wants to assess him. Okay. What would I do? Healing. Heal check. (sighs) Can I help with that? Fudge nuggets. You probably want to roll your own after that roll. But can't I... Get my heel check stack with other fourteen. No, you can only give a plus two. Fourteen. He physically looks fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with him physically. Mm-hmm. How does his scar look? Is it glowing or anything? It's not glowing, but it's definitely still there. Okay. Did someone else carry the book? I don't think it's the book, Zenobia. I think it's him. And she like points at the scar in his hand. It's like he's been marked. Okay. The more time we waste, the worse this gets. Let's go. Could I do a spellcraft to figure out what's causing this? It feels like a spell. Is there any knowledge I can roll to? You could roll Arcana. You could do a spellcraft. Roger rolled a 16 Arcana. Yeah, I rolled a 14 Arcana. No, no. Yeah, that was an Arcana. 19 for thirst skill on Arcana. Wait a minute. That was a spellcraft I did. I lied. Yes, that's a nine. <laughs> you said Arcana or Spellcraft? Mm-hmm. 19 Knowledge Arcana. Okay. Detect magic on him. He's not radiating any magic. Of course, the spell book yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. Other is, than the magical items. Yeah, other than that. 
Um, nothing appears magical on him. Even the scar doesn't appear as magical. Mm-hmm. With your checks, you don't know of a spell or any sort of effect like this that would cause this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Vivian's stumped, and she looks at Roderick, and she's like, Roderick's right, we have to get this done with. She's like, but Roderick, you have to be able to keep it together. The room wasn't on fire. I'm having a very hard time determining what is real in this moment. Do you want me to tell you? Just tell me when something looks weird. That's, we're not on fire. That's true. We're not on fire. There's no words on the walls. What else? What else is weird? The important thing is that you need to you need to communicate with us, and, and we can help you. Nothing would make me feel better than getting this over with. Well, then let's get this over with. Well, I understand, but, but I'm concerned with the power the Splatterman is is having over you. I am too, but we don't know anything about it, so there's no point. But you could harm us. For the fourth time, I just want to go get this done. Vivian stops, but she's just, like, looking at the other two, like, <laughs> it's a good day to die. Let's go. Oh, that's a, that's a good attitude. I like that. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so we're in the, what was the right. training room? So you're in the training room. Uh, you see in the center of the room that, that hole in the ground where the elevator shaft once was. Mm-hmm. And I think our plan is we're going to grapple down. Grapple down? <laughs> grappling hook. Rappel down. Thank you. With the grappling hook. Yeah, and you can see that as we've been moving, Roderick is emotionally shut off. And now that he's being targeted by this sort of thing, uh, contrary to how Vivian reacted, Roderick is reacting with frustration. He's a very intelligent, very learned person. And the fact that he has no idea what's going on is pissing him off. Yeah, and it's making him ir- irrational. It's really weird. Like, he was very calm in the fire room. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but but that could also be a, an effect of that irrational nature. Yeah. Everything is burning around you. Yeah. But... Just have to keep going. There's a reason to be irrational, for sure. He's been dead a couple of times, too. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. There has to be some post-traumatic sort of thing. But how is, for Vivian, how is seeing Roderick being affected this way by the Splatterman make her feel? Because she's been through his haunts and his taunting. She's she's very alarmed, um, and she agrees with Roderick about, like, this is how we need to solve it, but she's She's thinking more about the safety of the group at this point. And I think that's basically it. If if Roderick wasn't acting this way, I think Vivian would be more panicky. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, her personality is the type that's like, okay, well, I guess I'll be the adultier adult right now. Um, but she's... And, and I'm having trouble separating this from Vivian versus Noelle. Uh, but I think both, both Vivian and Noelle are very concerned about Roderick harming the party in a big battle because the Splatterman's in his head. And so I think that's the thing is Vivian's not worried about the Splatterman overtaking her. She's worried about the Splatterman killing her. Mm-hmm. She's not worried about the Splatterman using her to kill the party. That's what she's concerned about with Roderick. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 she doesn't know how to express that to the other two. She's kind of look she's kind of looking at at uh, Zenobia and Thurskell because she's like <laughs> she's like I have, she has no idea how to handle this. She knows how to she thought she knew how to calm people down, but again, she's only been to She's never had to do it in the real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's only taken the classes, never actually had Vivian. to psychologically yeah. assess. She's never in life worked with a PTSD victim. Mm-hmm. So, um, Vivian. What? Don't yes. worry. Thurskill has a hammer. I do. I'll knock him in the face. I have a hammer, too. Now. Oh, he's, he's right there. Roderick does have the lowest hit points in the party, so it does mm-hmm. come to that. Yeah. <laughs> My question. Dwarf, dwarfy pipes up. I have a hammer, too. Yes. And so that's the thing is like Vivian. But you're short. So that's the thing is like Vivian wouldn't say anything because Vivian's not going to say, hey, if he goes crazy, take him out. Like she would never suggest that. (laughs) And that's what's making her feel especially alarmed right now is that those kind of thoughts are starting to trickle in. 
I think at least two of us, Thurskill and Zenobia, will not hesitate to take him out. And I think we should tell Roderick this. It's like, Roderick... Well, Thurskill is, is not going to... We've got to. your back. Yeah. yeah. Up against a wall. Up against a wall. But well, yeah, th- Thurskill wouldn't, wouldn't threaten him. Not like threatening. That. Promising to protect Roderick just like the rest of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant telling him that he... You were, if you fuck up, we're going to kill you. That's yeah. that's it. That's because that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> but in, in that vein, is that showing that Vivian is starting to get more of a battle sense of protecting I, the party? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not just Not just peace and love and happiness and beauty, yeah. but making sure those stay safe. Yes. The need of the, the many outweigh the need of the one. Yes, and it's hard for her because she's she doesn't want anything to happen to Roderick and she wants to help him, but she's very worried about... And she doesn't know what to do. There's no, there's no good solution. Like obviously he has to come with us, but she's so, she's very concerned, and she's trying to make Roderick aware of it because she doesn't think he is. He's too, he's not focused. He's just like we just gotta get the job done. But it's like you're not respecting that you're a liability and that you need to, I don't know, duct tape your hands or something. So, <laughs> so as the party is, you know, kind of giving each other these side-eyed glances, and Roderick is setting up his grappling hook in the room so that way they can rappel down. Yeah. He. Thurskill, you know this look, you know what it lo- he doesn't have the rage mechanic, but you've seen a pissed off Azamar before. And he's looking down the the dark tunnel with his dark vision to see what he sees, and he's like, I'm going to kill that bastard. Zenobia pulls Vivian to a corner of the room and says, We have to trust Roderick. He knows himself. He's seen this enemy in a couple of different ways. But I've seen the Spider Man. I've seen what he can do, and the power he can hold over one is is very hard to shake. You haven't seen Roderick in his full battle mode either, so I think we we have to trust. We have to go forward no matter what. I agree. I'm just, I'm just concerned. I appreciate your concern. Watch him. Yes. Watch all of us. Yes. All right, Thurskill, you first since you can see. Okie dokie. Oh, break a rod. I got light with me. Great. So the repelling order will be Thurskill, Roderick. Vivian, Dwarfy, and Zenobia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And I suggest maybe Zenobia, while you're up at the top, like, have your bow aimed down. I can do that, yes. And do you think there's a preferred... No, uh, I would just do ammunition. it. I would just do Regular arrow. arrow right now. So, Thurskill climbs down. He doesn't have to make any climb checks, correct? Since you're basically repelling down this hole, uh, I'll need to make climb checks going down. You'll need to make two of them, because you're going 20 feet. If you're able to take 10 and still get a DC 10, then you don't need to make the checks. Okay. I can... I, It'll just take you a little bit longer to, to do it. And I have, a, time. I have a climb bonus of zero, so I can just make it if I take 10. You can just make it. Okay. And I have a, I have a climb of plus one. Okay. So how's, I how's your climb zero? Because I have zero strength. And an armor check penalty. Oh, shit. Never mind. That thing's negative four. Oops. Never mind. I can't make it. Okay, so I will need to roll. <laughs> All right. Gotta love those armor check penalties. Mm. So let's let the three that can make it automatically go first, and then we can, like, catch anybody else who's falling. I think Zenobia's gonna guard our flank. Yeah, well, anyway, Thurskill's going, Thurskill's going first, and he yeah. can go automatically, right? right. Yeah, Thurskill yeah. made it. Roderick follows. It. So as the others are going, do we see anything uh, in the room as we're do going, we? or do you want to wait until everybody's I'll down? I'll wait until everybody gets down. All yeah. right, so Dwarfy... Uh, 14 minus 2 is... 12. 12? So, 10 foot. Good for the first 10 feet. And then... Well, hang on. Are you waiting to get all the way down before Vivian starts? Or is Vivian starting once you're about halfway down? 
So can I just keep my rolls and then? Yeah, you can keep your roll. But I'm just needed. How are how's the climbing working? Are you waiting to the first, next the person goes all the way off the rope to go next, or are you kind of climbing down together? I imagine Vivian was climbing down at like started climbing down once he got down about halfway. Okay. So Vivian looks over the edge of the shaft and begins to climb down and rolls a natural one. Natural one. Can mm-hmm. I catch her? So I need you to make a reflex save to catch yourself from falling. Natural three and switching dice. <laughs> All right. So that's a total of a five. Total of a five. So Vivian starts falling. Oh. Dwarfy can try. Oh, she? she basically started slipping as soon as she got past the ledge. Do you know what I imagine? As soon as I got on the rope, she didn't realize how heavy her armor was. I just pulled. Yeah, and immediately, like she's never tried to climb down in this armor, and it just. So she starts falling pretty much from the top. She tries to reach out <laughs> to grab the ledge again, but mm-hmm. misses and basically starts falling all the way down. Dwarfy can try to catch her as she's going by. You need to make a melee touch attack. Ten on the die plus four for a melee touch attack. Does that hit your touch AC? Oh, right. That's what I was looking at. It does. All right. You successfully are able to reach out and grab her. Nice. Now I need you to make another climb check. To make sure that you can support both your weight and her weight. And this is a much harder DC. Oh, Uh, he's not going to do it. I mean, he's got a negative two to his climb. Total is six. Oh, no. Six. Because you failed by more than five, (gasps) you both fall. Oh, no. But since you were able to slow her down a bit, she won't take the full 20 feet of falling damage, but you both will take 10 feet of falling damage. So... (laughs) Vivian, you take five points of damage. Jeez. And Dwarfy, you take four points of damage. Oh, I'm glad Dwarfy took less. And they make an enormous amount of noise as they land. (laughs) Vivian's like, oh, clank, 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 clank. So basically, I imagine that as Dwarfy reaches out to grab Vivian, grabs a hold, but the weight of her falling just pulls him off. Absolutely. And so she hits the ground first, then he lands on top of her. Absolutely. On the way down, he makes that goofy scream. (laughs) Also, when they land, when they land, it's romancing the stone style. I know where he lands in her boobs. no, he, he, he lands in her crotch. Yeah. <laughs> like she lands on her butt, and he lands <laughs> with his face in her lap. I goes, ow! Because <laughs> she's got armor down there. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, Dwarfy, I'm so sorry. Thank you for catching me. Well, I tried. Good oh. thing you've got that wand. Yeah, right? All right, all right. And Roderick starts helping Vivian up. Thurska will help Dwarfy up. Way to catch. You you try to catch a falling woman with all that armor. I have. Back in Art 2, caught, caught a woman. She was falling like 50 feet. <laughs> but she was a halfling. <laughs> or a gnome. I'm going to heal Dwarfy and uh, whoever I am up while, Zeno- while Zenobia repels down. With the wand, Dwarfy and Vivian are healed. That takes three charges. And Zenobia starts repelling down. Um, yeah, I'm... Yeah, repelling. And you don't. You don't have to. And you don't have to. I took ten. No, and I've I've got a plus one on my climb check. Yeah, so you're just able to come down gracefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Despite her heavy armor, she has sufficient strength and skill to to make it happen. I'm older. <laughs> what do you say when you come down and see the banged up? <laughs> nice climb, guys. Well, we weren't sneaking up on anybody, so. And we successfully did that. <laughs> we were very successful in not being sneaky. And none of these skeletons have animated, so I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, on that note, mm-hmm. now that we're all down, we're looking around. 
and we're in a pool of light. Because <laughs> I got a light bar. Perfect targets. Nice. So nice little beacons there in the dark. Yep. Now that you're all gathered down in the basement, you see a very large cavernous chamber that looks like it used to be a cell block all around it, but mm-hmm. it has basically fallen into ruins. You can see remnants of where the fire was, and uh, you see the area that you're, you've repelled down into was where the elevator shaft was. Uh, as you look around the room, you see the walls are stained with soot, and the beams that were supporting the floor above it have fallen in, and the room is just surrounded in rubble, covered in mold and char. Water drips in from the ceiling, from the lake above, into this murky pit toward the center of the room. It's just this dark, murky liquid. Ew, wasn't expecting that. To the west, you see there's a partially blocked opening, and it seems to open up several feet into another dark tunnel. Mm. So I guess we'll start by rolling perception. Mm-hmm. Dwarfy got a 12. Thurskill got a 6. All right. Natural 20. Thank goodness, because I got a natural 2. 27. Right. 16. So you don't see anything too exciting in the room. Um, you see those heaped, burned skeletons uh, lying on the, the pile by the, the lift uh, that mm. has fallen. We're probably really close to that, right? Mm-hmm. You're standing right right near it and near that, that murky pond that's in the room. What Zenobia does notice as she's standing there is that the pond, which was still when you first got down here, is starting to ripple. And mm. as she's staring at it, you see these ripples get bigger as it looks like these... They're not skeletons, but they're humanoid-type creatures stand up out of this murky pond. They're coming just, from the pond! Just dripping Ew. with this green, oozing nastiness. And we're rolling for initiative. Uh, oh, no. Watch out, guys. There's murky, slimy things coming from the murky, well, slimy place. Oh, yeah. Zenobio's the only one that saw that. <laughs> Ten. So I'm back to my old rolling habits. I rolled a seven. That wasn't that good. What did you roll? I rolled a natural five for a seven. All right. And just to give you guys an idea of what you're looking at. How many? Two, this is what they look like. Uh, okay. Hold that up to the microphone so the audience <laughs> can see. I will post this on our Instagram so the audience can see this. Okay. When you first started describing this creature, I immediately thought of like the scariest episode for me of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Which was about a pool that was created over a cemetery. Uh. And there was a scary... Like, I've looked it up since I was an adult, and it still was a terrifying, like, <laughs> water marsh skeleton-y thing, and it totally looks like that. What? Swamp thing. Isn't huh? that just poltergeist? I haven't yes. seen poltergeist, yes, so it I don't is. know. <laughs> All right. So now that we have seen what these gross-looking creatures look like coming out of the water, let's get those initiatives. Roderick. Seven. Seven. I'm sorry, no, six. Oh, even worse. <laughs> six. Uh, Thurskill. Thurskill got a uh, 12 plus two. Fourteen. Fourteen. Vivian. Ten. Ten. Zenobia. Ten. Ten. So and mine's higher. Yours is higher. Cool. And Dwarfy. At least it was. Four. Yeah. Four. That's some low initiatives there. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, mine was like a mid-range initiative. So these creatures do go first. Who's surprised? And I didn't even roll that high for them. So 
These things, as they come up out of the water, you also notice that they're basically hovering because they don't their legs don't connect all the way to the ground. Mm. So they're hovering above the water as they start moving forward. Oh. Uh, one will go to Thurskel, one will go to Roderick, and one will go to Zenobia. Is that what we have in the front line? Yeah, or? just in a line. Yeah, that works. They just move up to the first creatures they see. And that's why they're our frontline fighters. Dun, 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 dun. So the one attacking Thurskel will go to slam you. 17. That'll hit. Thurskel takes six points of damage, and I need you to make a will save. Stop with the will saves already. Are you into positive territory yet? Um, Actually, you know what? Uh, I'm at zero. (laughs) Natural 20. There you go. Nice. You see him all right. So next up, that one will go after Roderick. And that... Oh, never mind. 17. That will hit. So Roderick takes four points of damage... I need Roderick to make a will save. Fifteen. Fifteen? Everything seems okay. For once. <laughs> this has been an awful day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Zenobia. Five. Misses. Even uh, you're flat-footed? He said jokingly. <laughs> Thurskill, you are up next. I guess what Thurskill's going to do for the first time ever is roll a check. Okay. He usually doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's religion? This would be knowledge religion. Sixteen. You would recognize these as ectoplasmic humans. Ew. So they have a horrifying ooze. So when you get hit by their slam attacks, the ooze gets on you and it can affect you mentally. Oh. Um, they can phase through objects and walls. You think they're similar to zombies, but you're not sure. Okay. So what he's going to do is um, he is going to pull out... His brand new bloody axe. Okay. He's going to use that. That could be really cool or really dangerous or both. Well, it's it's right next to his his Iron Smite big axe, but he accidentally grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> so, let me roll to attack, and that's not going to do it. 11. 11 will not hit, but you notice as you go to swing this axe, and you have now used it in combat, it's almost as if the axe latches onto your hand, and you cannot move your hand from the axe. Mm. So I got an axe hand? Well, I mean, you still have your hand, but you can't open it to let go of the axe. So an axe hand. Sure. <laughs> and I also, as that happens, need you to make another will save. Oh, God. Because it's a stupid axe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really isn't wise. He did pull out a haunted axe to use as a 16. weapon. 16? All right. You seem okay. Except for the fact that he can't except let go the, of the axe. Except for he can't let go of the axe. Uh, talk about dangerous. I mean, you're worried about Roderick. Mm. I agree that you know he can't drop it, but he doesn't know that yet. No, he doesn't know it yet. Mm-mm. Yeah, you feel it something like sting your hand as it's basically adhering to your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Flails his arm around. That's so crazy. Uh. All right. So after that creepy turn, it's Zenobia. So can I inoculate my flail with holy water? You can. And use it. You yeah. already have the holy water out. Always. You can quick draw mm-hmm. that. And As- assuming that we had time to like pull our weapons out when we got down here. Also, they're like right in front of us, so you don't have to take a move action. You can use your move action to study. Just yeah. wanted to mm-hmm. make sure. No, I- I'm just saying, assuming that we had enough time to for me to heal Vivian to heal yeah. too and pull our weapons out, then yeah, she has her yeah. holy water out. So yes, because the the monster's right there, you can study 
put the put the water on your weapon and hit all in all righty because normally I can't do that if I have to walk it. Exactly. Exactly. Got Take it. more than a five foot step. All right. So I'm studying this creature. I'm smiling as well. I'm doing pouring holy water on my flail. <laughs> Being really creepy. Yeah. Uh, a skeleton grin. Well, because I've already said it's a good day to die. So, <laughs> so this is. She's in full war mode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Working myself up. And and roll to hit, right? Mm-hmm. Yup. And that's a seven. You roll like a boss. Oh, good. 22. 23. 23 will definitely hit. Okay. Eight. Yes. Man. Plus two, that's 10. Plus Plus one for study, that's 11. And then for the holy water, that's. Four to four. Max damage. <laughs> max damage. Max damage. Bludgeoning, Maximum max damage. damage. Holy water. Holy water. Wow. So, so with that. You do notice as you hit that your flail didn't quite do as much damage as you thought it would do, but... The holy water. The holy water, and it was a true enough hit that this thing just melts back into the pot. <gasps> Zenobia! Zenobia! So you know what this means for this other guy that's on Thurskill, or the other guy who's on... Uh, Roger. You're going to try to flank him? Flank him, yeah. Now you gotta hope that one of them moves because if you stand in the middle of them, then then they flank me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so cool, hair card. I'm just saying. No, that was nope. amazing. Oh, that was nice. It's like I love this that's new a, level. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. All right, next up is Vivian. Oh, Zenobia, that was wonderful, <sighs> fabulous job. And uh, she's gonna roll knowledge, religion. Okay. See if she can learn it. See if she can learn anymore. What did you roll? 16. Okay, I rolled a 19. 19? I'm sorry, 20. 20. The only thing extra you know is basically that they have DR that slashing. they have DR slashing. Okay. Slashing. And then, so th- that's why they, I said they were similar to zombies, but you weren't quite sure why. But they have uh, DR bludgeoning as well? No. Oh, so I picked the wrong weapon. No, you picked no, the you right picked weapon. the right weapon. Oh. You said DR Sla- slashing. Slashing is the thing that gets through the DR. Oh, oh, oh. oh right, right. I, I flipped it. Opposite. Yes, Yeah, in too. second edition, they changed it to resisted so people don't make that mistake. Me yeah. too. I totally flipped it in my head. Okay. Um, I was thinking skeletons. So if I was using a sword, I would have gotten more damage. More damage. More damage. Yes. But I mean, you did plenty. Yeah, I mean, you killed it. <laughs> okay, so slashing. What's my glaive do? Slashing. I have a glaive. Glaive does slashing. Mm-hmm. But it's a reach weapon, so you have yes. to take a step back. And we've practiced. No, she's, no she doesn't. She's yeah, far she's, enough back. She's the perfect distance. Oh, she's now, not up on him? No, that's Zenobia. Oh, okay. We forgot to describe the scene, by the way. So there's the pond, and then there's the lineup of three, now two, ectoplasm jerk faces. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a perfect line of Roderick, Zenobia, Thurskel, and then behind Roderick is Vivian, and behind Zenobia is Dwarfy. So, can I reach through Zenobia Square to hit one of those, or do I need to take a do I need to mo- maneuver around? Is my question. You can hit from where you are. Mm-hmm. You can. I didn't know if it counted as coverers. I, I didn't know if I took a penalty. No, because it's a stick. Yeah, That's it, fine. it's basically designed to do exactly that same that. thing. Oh, that makes sense. Plus, I think you've pointed this out before. We practice. That's true. We practice close order yes. drill, knowing that we're going into. A place like this. Zenobia's going to be so proud. Yes. Um, so her, pa- you know, I think she's feeling very invigorated in this first round after watching Zenobia's thing, and she kind of wants to. She doesn't do melee a lot, but she's feeling kind of fired up. Mm-hmm. So she's going to try, and I'm sure I'm going to fail at this roll. Uh, uh, Twelve. Twelve hits. <gasps> Yay! Yay! And that's a one d ten. Cool. 
<laughs> I, I never use the glaive, so I don't I don't know what it does. And that's a. Do I add my strength to it? Yes. Because I forgot to write that down. Uh, so that's a seven. Seven? No. You don't have a strength modifier. Six. No, I don't have a strength modifier. That's why it's not written down. It's a five. A five. I was adding my BAB. I'm stupid. Okay, so that's a five. <laughs> five points of damage. Yes, and I and I attack the one that's in front of Thurskill. Thurskill? Okay. You stab through the ranks and stab through it, and it definitely takes all of that damage, but it is still standing. Or still hovering, because it's not really standing. <laughs> all right. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Next up is Roderick. All right, so Roderick has his warhammer drawn because he saw the skeletons, but now knowing that he should use slashing, he drops his warhammer, takes a five-foot step, draws his cold iron dagger. Uh, so he takes a five-foot step forward and to the side, so that way if Zenobia wanted to, she could take a five-foot step and flank with him. Um, and he's going to sta- he's going to slash at it with his dagger because his dagger can be piercing or slashing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Natural sixteen. That's going to hit. That's great. That'll Richard. definitely hit. Yes. I'm feeling good. I didn't expect it to be this good after the fall. Uh, six points of slashing damage. <laughs> six points of slashing damage, and that was to the other one? Or yeah. the same yes. One? Okay. Different one. So that one takes all that damage. Ecto-1 and Ecto-2. <laughs> yep. For you Ghostbuster fans. Well, it's technically Ecto-1 and Ecto-3, because 2 is dead again. <laughs> That's uh, true. Dead, dead. Dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Re-dead. Re-deaded. Next up is Dwarfy. Okay, so Dwarfy is going to follow... Uh, everyone's lead and, and drop his warhammer and pull out his hand axe. Um, is there a five foot step he can take to attack either one of them? Yeah, actually, there is. Dwarfy takes Roderick's spot, and so now he's in front of Vivian next to Zenobia. Okay, so he is going to swing his hand axe. <sighs> Natural one. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It's ruining our Philip, you're ruining confirm. our streak. Uh, this will probably confirm with a ten. That is a fumble. 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 He breaks his weapon again. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He just fixed it. But he's not using that. Oh, that's true. He is... Uh... He's using the other weapon. Okay, so melee is attack the darkness. Ooh. All your enemies have concealment from you for 1d4 rounds. All right. So I'll roll that D4. Concealment from Dwarfy or concealment from everybody? Dwarfy can't see. Okay. For three rounds. Wow. <laughs> he's, sh- he's shadow boxing. Yeah, so Dwarfy takes his uh, the hand axe and he takes his step and he He tried slashes. to take out his knees. Yeah, he slashes at, at uh, the thing and exactly tries to take out his knees, but they don't have feet. <laughs> so he gets turned around and he's facing the other, even though there's no facing a bad mind. He's turned, he's turned around and he's going to start attacking the darkness, I guess. And he says, come back here, I'll bite your legs off. <laughs> Dwarfy, Dwarfy, they don't have any legs. Sure they do. Okay. How do they walk? Oh wait, uh, that's not me. <laughs> I'm not Dwarfy. <laughs> We have a very schizophrenic <laughs> group of players. Yep. When we run down, when we run into Father Grimborough down here with the shining path or whatever they are, I'm gonna say I told you so. The whispering way. Whis- yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the whispering shining path. path. Shining the classic path. name for evil cults is yeah. the yes. shining path. The shining path. All right. Back to the top of the round. Ecto one. And take a five foot step by Thurskell There. That's great. And then the other one... Well, I'll go ahead and attack with that one before I... So Ecto-1 took a five-foot step. Around Thurskill's side. Yeah. 11. 
Nope. All right. Nice. Uh, so it swings and misses. And then Ecto-3, who's it got there in front of him? He's got, he has three potential targets. He's got Roderick on his side, Dwarfy in front of him, and Zenobia next to Dwarfy. That sounds like a roll mm. to see who he's attacking. One and two is Roderick. Mm-hmm. Three and four is Dwarfy. Five and six is Zenobia. Two. Yeah, of course it's me. So that would be a Roderick. Bum, bum, bum. Twelve. Uh, surprisingly, that will miss. <laughs> I am rolling low tonight. I'm okay. You and that. me, t- you and everyone else, except except Elizabeth. Okay. okay. So these ectoplasmic humans are useless. <laughs> Thurskel, you are up next. Well, I'm going to take my cursed axe and swing again. Because that's what you got. Um, 17. That'll hit. All Yay. Right. Seven points of damage. Seven Ooh. points of damage as you slash down through this ectoplasmic slime, and it just sizzles and fades away. Yay! Nice. Wrong one. Oh, wrong, wrong one. one. Oh, sorry. Good job there, Scale. Nice. All right. Okay. I did something right. Then next up is Zenobia. So, I'm going to take a five-foot step, so Forward. this creature is now flanked. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Flanked between Roderick and Zenobia. Okay. Since the flail is already... It's still inoculated, right? Still has the holy right? water. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Through the end of this turn. I think this is the first time she's gotten to use that power. Mm, I think she's used fully. it once again. Uh, I've, I've hit a couple of okay. things with it. Well, it's the first time I remember the, it, <laughs> it going through the full round. That, I believe. Well, yes, I think it's the first time That's I've got to use the full round. Yeah, is what I meant. Oh, dang it, though. That What'd you roll? I rolled a five. Eleven. Well, so... Um, there's also so a you plus also get a bonus two. for oh, flanking. For flanking, what is that? It's a plus two. So 13? Mm-hmm. 13 will hit. <gasps> yes! Oh, man. Yes! So you're absolutely going to kill it, but you get to roll a lot of dice anyway, yeah. so let's have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Ever, I hardly ever get to do this. Let's see how much dice you do, because oh, yes. you also get to add in your sneak attack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I'm so, so excited. So it's 1d8 plus 2. Plus 3, because of the steady. Oh, plus 3. Yes, thank you. 6... Seven, eight, nine. So that's okay. nine. Nine, nine bludgeoning from the And then the roll the sneak attack, too, because that gets rolled into the same well, Let's roll hit. the holy water. F- oh, no, it does. it rolls the, into the, the bludgeoning 1D6? damage. The 1d6? Yes, that is in the same damage. That makes 1D6. sense. 1d6. <sighs> two. Oh, well. It's better okay. than nothing. And then my 2d4, which these are the real money makers if they do, if they do anything right. Four. So a one, a one and a three. So four, four yes. points of holy water damage. So what was the total? I wasn't paying attention, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 for, I I forgot how much. Did you roll a four on the D8? Yeah, what'd you roll on the D8? No, she rolled a six, I think. So it was we nine. Were, we were at nine before nine, anything nine else. Nine plus four plus... Two. Two. Yes. Nine plus two for... The bludgeoning. So the bludgeoning. 15 total? Mm-hmm. Plus four yes. holy water. Yeah. All right. So, so Zenobia did 15 points worth of damage. 15 points worth of damage. This thing only had three points of, <laughs> of health left. So, yet again, Zenobia takes something out of existence. <sighs> doesn't just melt back away You're into the free. Pond. It just sizzles and just vanishes. Wow. Another creature released. And we're out of initiative? We're out of initiative. Ah. All right. Man. So, Thurskill's like, good job, everybody. And he tries to put the axe away. But you can't. But I can't. It, it, <sighs> he's just repeatedly trying to put it back onto his belt. And now he's sliced his pants to <laughs> oh, I'm not belt. wearing any pants. Now, um, he, uh, he just, he can't, so he starts to, you know, fling it, like, 
Stop it! Stop flailing around! I'm the one who flails. <laughs> he's the? he's just flipping There's his hand. What's going on? I I can't get rid. I can't. I this axe won't get out of my hand. It's just it's stuck. It's, and he has it's his hand haunted, you silly thing. He has his hand completely open <laughs> and it's stuck, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Stuck to his palm. Yeah, can he open his hand? Nope. Oh, no, it, it stays in a fist. Like, you okay. try, to, try to open your hand and it's not not releasing. Wow. And Dwarf, you'll even say, well, open your hand, idiot. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Knowledge religion? Yeah, while this goofiness is going on, Roger rolled a knowledge religion. Okay. And 22. 29. You've heard of some cursed objects that do things like this, but you're you're not sure exactly what's going on. Mm. Silly man. We were foolish to assume that there would be no cost to using these items against these prisoners. Well, I think that's the problem. This wasn't used against the prisoner, the the lopper. It was used against Ectos. Yes, but the spellbook was not used against anything, and it still affected me. Well, now it's my turn, I guess. This will not end until you we defeat for them this. That is true, you know, Thurskel. You, you were wanting to be haunted by something. I now was you not are. wanting to be haunted. I was trying to avoid it at all costs, because I'm not scared of spooky ghosts, but I don't like them. Because they're spooky. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dwarfy. This will not end until we have defeated all of the, pr- all of the prisoners, so I see, no, I see that there is no time to waste. I can't believe you used the haunted axe. <laughs> he doesn't think. He just does. <laughs> It was slashing and magical. That's all he cared about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So did, did evaporate one of the creatures. So detect magic on this gross pond. Okay. You don't see anything magical in this room. Detect haunts on this gross pond. <laughs> you don't see anything, any haunts in this room. I, I don't anymore. have detect haunts. <laughs> and we didn't see anything else of note, like on the architecture or anything. No, nothing else. I'm Just no. the way out to the west. Just the way out to the west. Okay. Let's go. So I was thinking, uh, going to this next room. I've we act- did take a little bit of damage. Oh, who, who got damaged? Roger took four. I did. I am down six. So it's another six charges from the wand? The wand is now gone. Okay. We have consumed the wand entirely. There was only six charges on the wand? No, there were 15, but we've used it. Oh. Yeah, try to take... um. I th- I th- Less damage. I suggest everyone try to take uh, ability score damage now rather than hit point damage. Because <laughs> we have 12 glass on the lesser restoration wand. That's my suggestion. Do your best. Before we go into this next room, I was thinking this would be a good time to cast hide from undead the one of the scrolls i have so i mean it seems to me the reason to do this is so you can sneak up on them and then womp them yeah i mean it makes or just to hide from them yeah uh, and your just, way makes more sense <laughs> it just has one touch creature per level duration 10 minutes per level okay so you could use both scrolls and get all through all of us for 30 minutes if a warded creature attempts to channel positive energy turn or command undead touches an undead creature or attacks any creature even with a spell the spell ends for all recipients okay so that would end for everybody or at least mm-hmm. half the group, mm-hmm. since we're doing it twice. And we only get to do this once mm-hmm. with those scrolls. So, But, I mean, now seems like as good a time as any. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't know what's in the rest of this room. And the other thing to know about it, though, is non-intelligent undead creatures won't notice us. But an intelligent undead creature 
may be able to tell. Is it like a will save? They get like a single will saving throw. Okay. And and it also says if it has reason to believe unseen opponents are present, it can attempt to find or strike them. But the advantage is that we can't be caught flat-footed by anything that comes out of anything anymore because we'll see it and we'll be invisible to them or Assuming less likely to be yeah. visible to them. Yeah. So you ready for us to coast around a few rooms <laughs> being unseen by Undead Gary? Well, at least by some of them. Who says they're all yeah. unintelligent? They gotta make a will save. And as soon as we attack them, as soon as someone attacks them, it'll uh, it'll burst out. Mm-hmm. But it would be two groups, which would actually work. We need to know who's tied to who if yeah. there's two castings. So I would I suggest the th- three people that are going to attack more be in one grouping. I can do stuff non-offensively, like I can buff y'all, so I could stay hidden. But I would need someone to stay hidden. Dwarfy with could me. too. Mm-hmm. So I think Dwarfy and. Uh, Vivian are on one casting of it. I think it makes more sense for all of us warriors to be in on one thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It basically means that the frontline fighters will be taking the brunt of the work right now, and uh, we're going to try to reserve the religious casters for as long as possible, which I think makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we cast a spell. All right. So, so Vivian taking the time to cast both spells, mm-hmm. or I guess Dwarfy could cast one. Yeah, I was thinking that Vivian pulls out her scrolls of Hide from Undead. Um, Dwarfy will cast it on the three warriors, Roderick, Thurskill, and Zenobia, and then Vivian will cast it on Dwarfy and Vivian. So we have warriors and holy people. Mm-hmm. All right, so you take the time to cast those spells, and you now have Hide from Undead cast. I think, it, I imagine that scene in the second season of Stranger Things with the uh, Eleven's uh, sister, mm-hmm. where they're all standing there, and the cops are going through them. That's what it makes me think of. Yep. I don't think that's a big spoiler. Sorry no. if it is. It's not. We're, in, we're into season three now. Everyone listening to the show will have seen it. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. That's my assumption. Okay, and so that's so that'll last for 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. All right, and now we go through the whole No, bit. it won't. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so you cast the scrolls, you head out through the tunnel and into a very large chamber that has four hallways one in each of the cardinal directions. So one that you just came through, so one to the west, one to the north, one to the south. Each of these hallways has a soot-covered brass nameplate on Mm. them, signifying which hallway or which cell block block it leads to. Uh, You also see in the center of the room a stairwell that is covered in rubble. So this would have been where the stairwell Mm. from the top floor came down into here. You also see, roaming around Around this room, 12 skeletons <gasps> dressed in prisoners' robes. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Uh, they can't, can't see us. John Cena. Good idea, Vivian. Wow.